Okay, we are now starting the 14th parak of Mesilas Yeshorim, Bechelkei HaPerishut. So now he's going to break down the various parts of Perishut. Chelkei HaPerishut HaRashiim Shelosha. The main three categories when we discuss Perishus is Hineyesh Perishut Bahanaot. That means exercising self-control in things that give us pleasure. Pirishut bedinim, which we'll see what that is exactly. To have some type of chumras when you are talking about when there's machloket in halacha, you should be extra cautious. We'll see. We'll learn it inside. And pirishut b'minhagim. Each one is a uh, subject in itself, but basically Pirishut B'min Hagim is how you deal with the social settings of your life. Okay, we'll talk about it slow, one at a time. Got it? HaPirishut Ba'anaot, to exercise self-control when it comes to pleasures of this world. Is what we discussed at length in the previous chapter. Shall not take from this world more than is necessary. And this applies to the various senses that you have. For example, there is a certain pleasure in eating, and the person has to know how to draw the line of self-control between the food that he needs to eat and the food that he's eating only for the sake of pleasure. Got it? So again, food that you need to eat, I just want to be very clear. Need doesn't necessarily mean I could live on bread and water, and that's my need. And anything past bread and water is no, no, that's not true. Obviously, you need more vitamins than just bread and water. But there is a certain amount of food that a person needs to eat to give him some form of feeling comfortable with himself. That's not going to the category of pleasure. So every person has a different need. And therefore, b'ma'achalot. B'be'ilot. person has a wife, has to have its limitations. Bimalbushi, person wears clothing, has to be mechubad, has to be respectable, but lo mefuar. So a person has to have boundaries. Everything needs boundaries. You need to wear clothes, you have to look like a mensch, be a respectable person, but not over the boundary. Okay? Betiulim, taking trips. So it doesn't necessarily mean trips. Rabbi uh, Don Segel over here says it doesn't mean trips like flying to Florida for Chadoyma. It means going out for walks and taking in fresh air, etc., etc. There's a certain amount that's needed for a human being to do that. Maybe also a little bit of a change of scenery. Could be too. But everything with limitations. According to your needs. Okay. Even 
having conversations and learning about things that go on in the world around you. Not everybody could be a hermit and live in his own Dalit Amis. That he doesn't know what's flying in the world. He wants to know a little bit what's flying. Again, it has to have a boundary. Can't be an endless pursuit of information, of news. It has to be a boundary. Anything that's similar to this. But on the days that the pleasure is part of the mitzvah, like Shabbat, it has different rules. So there's rules for the weekday, and there's rules for Shabbat. Like we know that on Shabbat it says, Shina B'Shabbos Tainuk. Certain amount of sleeping on Shabbat is a mitzvah. We know the certain foods that we eat, good foods on Shabbat, that's a mitzvah, right? So it's not also not endless amount. Like the Goyen says, it's possible for a person to become a great Baal Taiva from Shabbos. Because he says, I'm doing mitzvahs oinik Shabbos. And then he starts pounding she'en kedug Next level vimezog. And then comes the weekday and he's already craving for good food because he got used to it from Shabbat. So obviously even though there's a mitzvah of Oinik Shabbos, 100%, but even that has rules. But it's different rules than when you're dealing with the weekday because in Shabbat, the mitzvah itself is to have tainer. So if you do the mitzvah correctly, you will not be damaged from the mitzvah. Nothing bad's going to come out from the mitzvah. The mitzvah is never damaging if you do it correctly. Okay? That's all regarding pleasures of this world has limitations. They're not off limits. Totally. No one has to eat bread and water. It's not off limits. But it has to have limitations. Self-control. Now, what exactly is your needs that you have to put the limitations on your needs? That can vary from person to person. Now, I want to tell you a big chidush that came to me this morning, I was thinking. I want to share this chidush with you, and I think it's a very important chidush in Hashkafa. Okay? What made me think about it is on the bottom over here in, in Rabdan Segel, where he was talking about that um, a person has to have a little bit, uh, you know, attachment with the world. He's not like a hermit. Most people are not strong enough we don't have the Kachas HaNefesh to be a hermit, you know. They have to know a little bit what's going on. And he's trying to talk about that, but of course we have to have limitations. You can't be, you know. So he gets himself into, um, starts to talk about on the bottom, starts to talk about newspapers. He says you have uh, newspapers, even though they're kasher, right? But it's not like there's bad articles or bad pictures, you know, kosher newspapers. But the danger of the kosher newspapers is, says Rabdan, is that we start to become involved in every little thing that's going on all over the place. And we don't have, we're not living with ourselves. We're not living with premiums. We're just all over the place. He starts to talk about that. And then he goes a little bit into the internet. And he says the internet destroyed the world, not because only because of the fear that the internet offers, and not only because of the arayot that the internet offers, but because in a second a person could be all over the world at the same time, like he could be everywhere. 
And that's dangerous for a person. But I want to, so I got to start thinking about this. And I want to bring out some depth here. Okay, you ready? Internet depth. The concept. The problem with the internet, most people think the problem with the internet is strictly a riot problem. That's the problem. So if somehow, hypothetically speaking, because it's hypothetical in my, in my opinion, you could filter your devices in a way that you can't access any arayas. I haven't met a bochor yet who can't get around tag, but that's a different schmooze. Right? Everybody can get around. Somehow, someway. If you're interested. You're not interested. Oh, like a different phone. Different phone. You crack the thing. Uh, you know, some guy figured out something and then he feels like it's a mitzvah to be mefarsim to all the bochrim because he holds like he has to help society, go to Gehenna, whatever it may be, right? So, very complicated to, to, to really, uh, you know, stop anything in the internet if you're interested in seeing our eyes. You know, you have Dropbox, you can do things down, you have, there's endless amount of possibilities to get around this thing, right? So, but let, let's, so people think that the main problem with technology is mainly our eyes, mainly, you know, these type of things, right? But, I think there's a deeper point that's makif, that includes the internet problem. The problem with internet is that you have endless amount of possibilities and there's no way to have a resistance. So if your taiva is arayas, then you have endless amount of possibilities for arayas and no ability to resist because in general, Rabbi Shosalanta says that the the way we, we, we can fight with the yetzara when we have an impulse is because there's going to be resistance. Let's say a guy wants to do a, a riot once upon a time. So he would have to travel to a certain place to be able to access it, right? So there's a resistance. There's the traveling, there's money, there's figuring out how to get it, how to get to it, right? So you have some resistance in your actions against what you're trying to do. So it gives you enough time and energy to be able to overcome the challenge, right? But over here, it's just a click away. So there's really no resistance. And it's endless amount of possibilities. So that's why it's so bad for our eyes. Because, because of the way it is, right? But it doesn't have to be our eyes either. Let's say a person is very curious to know things. So it's an endless amount of possibilities. Endless amount of information. Endless amount of stuff. And just no way to stop it. So whatever your nimshach afterwards, a guy gets 10 hours on YouTube and he doesn't remember after 10 hours even what he saw. Hmm. You know? He just went to the next, 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 right? He doesn't even have a way to remember. He's not even smart enough to remember, you know? So everything about it is that it's endless amount of possibilities which draw a person to whatever your thing is. You like news, you're curious about this, you're curious about that, whatever it is your thing, it'll drag you and drag you and drag you without any way of stopping that. There's no resistance. So there it destroys the human being. That's what he's trying to say. But now I'm telling you like this, a deep thing. I want to tell you a deep thing. The actual thought itself is not my own original thought. I once heard this from a big rabbi. I don't know if you know him. He spoke here once in yeshiva. 
His name is Rebruven Leichter. He said this thought, <clears throat> but now I'm applying this thought a little bit. He had a unbelievable, amazing diuk in a Rashi in Masechet Shabbat. And it's mamish a powerful daher. It says in Masechet Shabbat, on Daf Lamed Aleph, I believe, <clears throat> that says, Eliezer will correct me if it's not, Daf Lamed Aleph, but it says over there that when a person passes away, one of the first questions that they ask him is, Kavata itim la Torah. Did you set aside time for Torah? Okay? So Rashi explains, why do you have to set aside time for Torah? Right? Why do you have to set aside time for Torah? He says, because it's not possible for a human being to live without work. Right? The average person has to work. You have to make a living. At some point in your life, you have to make a living. You're married. You have children. You have to make a living. So it's not possible not to make a living, right? And then the nature of work is that it drags you further and further. So it's an endless, you know, it doesn't stop. So in order to stop yourself from working 24-7... Or from working an entire day, because the nature of work is that it's Moshechet Adam. So in order to, to not let it overtake you, you have to make a time for Torah. That's Rashi. Good? So, Rabbi asked the question. He said, L'chayra, why you say Kavata Itim La Torah? Why don't you make Kavata Itim La Work? I've told this to many guys who went to work. They say, okay, we're going to make a time. We're going to work a half a day. I'm going to work eight hours a day. Why don't you make Kovei Itim to work? Why do you say Kovei Itim La Torah? Say Kovei Itim to work. Work only this time. So he explained that it's impossible to make limitations on your work. Especially in today's generation, you see that. Amazon, you can do 24-7. Everything you can do, whatever you want, right? It's endless. You can't, now I just want to hear the oymik of what he's saying. This is at least the way I heard it. The oymik is that some things you can't build self-control from the thing within the thing itself. The nature of the thing itself is pulling so strong that the human being himself doesn't have to build the self-control within the thing itself. So where could, how is it possible to control it? You have to come from a fence from the outside. I already made a time. To learn, so I have a kvias itim latoya, so that's an outside fence. You can't tell a guy, control yourself from work. You just have to fill up his schedule with something else. If a schedule, let's say he has a schedule that every single night, he spends time with his wife, he comes, he eats supper with his wife and kids, and this hour he shuts his phone off, let's say, right? So that wasn't a self-control from within, it's because he made a set time for something else. The nature of Taivas Mammon, the nature of Taivas Mammon is that you cannot control it from within itself. You can't say, I'm going to make X amount of money and stop. It doesn't have a built-in self-control. You have to keep going. So the only way to control the desire for money is to create outside boundary. You follow? You hear what he's saying? It's a very deep thing. We think that we can have self-control from whatever we want. And it's not true. A person who goes on the internet, 
cannot, impossible for the person to have self-control from within himself. The Meshicha is too strong. There's no resistance. That means in itself there is no self-control. So if a guy says, I don't need a filter, I don't need this, I don't need that, I know myself, I can control myself, that's not true. It's not something that's possible from within yourself to say, stop. Because even Rabbi Shol Salanta is saying that only when there's action involved it's possible to say stop. But when there's no action involved it's not possible to say stop. And certain tithers are so strong that there is no such thing as a self-control built within. That means you have to have a gather mibachutz. You have to have something from the outside that stops it. You follow? So this was, I was thinking, this morning, an, an original pasha in something that we learned in last uh, Perek, a Mesilai Sharim. The other will tell me if they like my pshat. So we said that there was an issue. People get married. There's an issue. Ezra Sofer saw an issue. If a person is going to get married, he has a wife, then what's going to be? The guy is going to be excessively with his wife. Mitsuyin etzel neshotehen ketar Excessive. Okay? And the Masil Tisham said, once you start excessive, better. It's going to end up being bisur. So what did Ezra Saifa come along and say? He said, now you have to go to the mikveh. And now that it's a big tircha, in the old days to go to the mikveh is a big tircha. And if it's cold outside, the water is ice cold. So it's not like you're going today, it's like a spa, you know. Back in the day, it was no spa. So he found a way to stop the problem that you have to go through a big resistance from the outside to control the desire from the inside. So you see this this science over here, very deep. Ezra Seifer didn't say, Rabotai Zebayapo. You have to have a limitation. And therefore, I want to make a takona that you should not be with your wife more than the mitzvah's oina. And that's it. Finito la kamedia. Right? He didn't say that. Because he understood that the way this thing works is you can't build the self-control from the inside. You have to build the self-control from the outside. And the self-control from the outside has to create a certain resistance that makes it difficult for you to, 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 to go through it. And that helps you to come to self-control. You see a very deep thing about man over here. I don't know. We have to talk about that. But first, we have to understand the, 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 the problem of the generation that we live in. The problem of the generation we live in is that there is no ability to make self-control because in the inside, we don't have the self-control from the inside. The possibilities are endless and easy. Whether it's to make money, whether it's to gather information, whether it's to get the news, whether it's arayot, the, the, the possibilities are endless and the resistance level is very low. Every kid has a lot of money in his pocket. Every kid has a car. Every kid has a phone. So they have access to what they want with very little resistance. 
So when you have access to whatever you want with very little resistance, and you can get it mamish at the tip of your fingers, whatever you want, you can't say, oh, I'm going to have self-control. You're not built like that. You're not built with that ability to have that self-control. This is a big bayah. So a person has to really, you know, this is something we have to put our head to, to figure out. And this is a, a deeper understanding what the problem with the phone is. Because let's say it's, let's say you like sports. Let's say it's not alright, it's not your, it's your issue, you like sports. But now you have endless possibilities to read up about sports, to watch clips from 1942. Well, then they didn't have uh, maybe videos, but whatever. And stats and things. It's an endless, endless pursuit that you have no self-control built in from yourself. You understand? If a guy likes politics, he likes to know about uh, Republican, Democrats, Trump, Ahina, here. It can be forever. You understand? And then he's already learning, uh, for some reason, they have to tell you what's going on in Brazil and in Chavez uh, Nitvos. And now you have to know about Russian politics and Ukrainian politics and Brazilian politics and Ukraine and, and, and uh, UK and this and this and that. Right? So you'll be busy. And then it's an endless, the thing is endless. It's an endless pursuit. Anything that's an endless pursuit, you lose your humanity. Because a human that has no built-in self-control, who's everywhere outside of himself, he's not in himself, he's not a human. And that's really what technology did to our generation. It took the humanity out of humans. People are not humans anymore. They lost their humanity. And that's a very dangerous thing. So when we talk about technology, we have to know that Arias is one prat. It's one prat. The reason why Arias on the internet is so dangerous is because of the more clully issue. Because there's endless amount of possibilities, endless amount of possibilities, not shy to reach the end of it, with no resistance. So therefore, you become sucked in, and the human being doesn't have the built-in self-control from himself to stop it, and he loses his entire humanity. But it doesn't have to be a rise. It could be sports. It could be news. It could be interesting facts. It could be YouTube. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be shopping. People like to shop. Endless amount of products and places to search. Endless. Then you have no humanity left. Because you're outside of yourself completely with zero self-control. You're not built to have self-control from yourself. And then we lose humanity. When we lose humanity, that's when it's a very sad thing. And that's what Don Segal is saying in a very short way. He says this in a very short way. Because he's saying, The internet, Shaharas et ha'olam legamre. Destroy the world. Lorak mebirinat lechluch not only from the point that it spreads Kfira and Deus Kaisers, the Zohama, not only the filth of Arias, 
Shemakifa Gimel Averis Hamurus. That means you can watch Shvichas Dom. Every action movie, all the Goyim, they love to have Shvichas Dom. They love Shvichas Dom. That's they live from Shvichas Dom. So it, it puts Shvichas Dom in your brains. So Shvichas Dom, Arayas, Avoyrezara, it's all there. But not only that. Because it's easy. And one second. Adam He lost himself. And this we explained by Richas what this thing is. That is the danger. So even if a guy would come to you and say, I have all the filters in the world for bad things. He still is not a human being. And I can tell you, testify, that when a Bokha has the phone, and then when he gets rid of the phone, he is two different people. We'll make it even more clear. While he has the phone, he's not a person. After he gets rid of the phone, he becomes a person. And it's not black and white. That means if he limits the phone, like if he has some gedarim and he like doesn't bring it up the seder, so then he's like a chatzim and adam. Now he's like a baboon, you know? He looks like a person, but he looks like an animal too. Okay? <laughs> but then afterwards, he becomes adam. You can have conversations with him. He has in- intellect. He has his own thoughts in Torah. He has control over his life. He's a different person. Totally different Human being. And this is what he's saying. This is what the rabbi said. Okay? We stop over.